0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God.
1: Well, praise the Lord, saints. Hallelujah. We give God the glory. We give God the praise in the name of Jesus Christ.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
1: Blessed be your name, we worship and adore you, we magnify you, we glorify you, blessed be your name. Thank you, thank you Lord, thank you for your love, thank you for your verses. Holy Spirit, be our guide, our teacher, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lead and guide us into truth, reveal Christ to us, that we may know the Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that your word will happen. I pray that your word will become our living experience. It will bring breakthroughs. It will bring miracles. The word will give us wisdom, wisdom to help us live victorious lives, wisdom to prosper, wisdom to please God, wisdom to create, wisdom to protect ourselves, to hide ourselves from the pathway of the destroyer. I thank you in the name of the Lord Jesus that your spirit will revive the hearts of God's people. In the name of Jesus, I thank you that minds will be renewed, souls will be restored. What has been lost will be recovered, will be found in the name that is above every name, Jesus of Nazareth. Thank you, Father, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We are looking at uh, the subject of wisdom, wisdom lessons, or wisdom strategies from the ego
0: of victory in life. So, I'm going look at uh, what God has written in the
1: scriptures concerning. The eagle, the strategies that the eagle employs in warfare to stay alive, uh, to protect itself, to feed, to take care of its young, to train them, uh, and so on and so forth. Basically, how to be successful in this Christian walk. Looking at what God reveals to us uh, through the ego, all right? I know I said ego, but I'm gonna take you to Proverbs 6 and verse 6. There it's not the ego, it's the end. But we're going there because God says, consider the end. So that's just to uh, tell us that, we're using that scripture to tell us this, God can direct us to look at an animal, look at its, his creation, look at that animal, look at its habitat, and learn from uh, you know, the animal. So let's begin uh, with Proverbs 6 and verse 6.
0: We'll go from 6 uh, to 9. Let's do Proverbs 6. Verse six to nine. So in the King James version of the Bible, and I think
1: for this, most Bibles are actually similar. So it reads, Proverbs six, verse six, go to the end. So that's why we're looking at, we're going to the eagle. All right. But God does say, Study the ant. I mean, that's just amazing. Go to the ant. Thou sluggard or a lazy person here. Consider her ways and be wise. So we can glean wisdom, wisdom strategies, wisdom lessons from the ant. We will focus on the ego. But scripture says you can go to Go to the ant. Consider her ways. So the ant has ways. So we can go to the
0: ant, we will go to the eagle and look at the eagle's ways also. All right. Now, with the ant, he says, they have no guide. Excuse me, no overseer. or ruler, wow. This is like, there's no help,
1: <laughs> all right? There's, there's uh, no direction, there's
0: nobody telling the ant step by step, do this, do that, do this, you know? It has to lead itself, it has to direct
1: itself, make, it own, make its own decisions. It's basically living by instinct. But actually what you can learn here is that have you ever had a situation where let's say you're an employer or, or you work with a team of people and there's somebody on the team who just cannot seem to do anything without you having to spell everything out for them. In fact, do your job and do their job as well. And it can be frustrating. You know, it's like you have to, you know, school them and just take them by the hand and guide and lead them each step of the way. And you're having to do that for six months. You get frustrated. You're like, man, get it already. So look at this. Except God doesn't want us to be like that. The ant has nobody
0: guided, no overseer no boss, no manager, but it learns to
1: provide for her meat in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. Why? Because it knows winter is coming. So it's got
0: to store store up before winter comes. Or as for example, humans, the winter
1: of our life, as opposed to the summer of our life, is the summer will be the youthful stage. Winter would be the much older stage of life. You have to prepare in your youth, in your summer, for your winter. Go to the end and learn. Her ways are wise. So now let's go to the eagle.
0: Come to Exodus chapter 19. Exodus 19. Thank you, Jesus. And verse 4. Exodus
1: 19. And verse
0: 4. And although the eagle had been mentioned uh, This is actually
1: the first time, the first place in the Bible where warfare strategies are given to us in relation to the ego. Let me repeat. The first time warfare strategies are given to us in the Bible in relation to the ego. To the ego. Right, first time warfare strategies are given to us,
0: related to how the ego, the ways of the ego, is in Exodus 19, verse four. The reason why I mentioned first
1: time, why it's significant. It's because of of this law, this biblical law, the law of first mention, the first time something is mentioned in the Bible. You note that, and that becomes like the rule. And each time reference is made to that particular subject, The secondary reference and the uh, subsequent references add to the base, add to the rule, add to the first, what, what was first mentioned.
0: All right. So let's go in Exodus chapter 19. And here, God is speaking.
1: He says, you have seen what I did
0: unto the Egyptians. Right away, that's warfare. You see conflict.
1: God, in this case, God was going against the Egyptians who had oppressed the Israelites, who had put the Israelites in bondage, in slavery. Poverty
0: really stripped them of their dignity and respect. God had come to deliver his covenant people, to
1: deliver the Israelites from Pharaoh and the Egyptians, who at that point had oppressed the Israelites. So now you can see warfare. God relates this to yourself. Remember, our opening scripture was Proverbs 6, verse 6. God said, go to the end. Learn her ways and be wise. So we're looking at wisdom strategies, wisdom lessons in the ways of the ego. God says, you have seen what I did unto the Egyptians
0: and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you
1: unto myself. You see, God could have just simply said, that's talking about their deliverance, God could have said, you have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, how I delivered you. And brought you to myself. And we'll still get the idea. We understand that, yes, they've been delivered. However, God mentions specifically the way, the manner in which He did it. He said, it's like the eagle. That's what He's saying here. I did it the way that eagle will do it. You get it? He said, You have seen. Have you seen this? You catch the revelation. You see this. Of course, they they were aware that God delivered them. But he's drawing the attention to the fact that he delivered them, he fought for them, the way that an eagle will fight. You get it? That's Exodus 19, verse 4. You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians and how what I did the way I did it, the manner in which I did it, how did I do it? I bore you
0: on eagle's wings and brought you unto myself. So
1: God delivered them. He didn't say I delivered you, like uh, how a chicken will do it, you know, how a monkey would do it. No, He said how an eagle will do it. He didn't even say how a dove would do it, right? Because we know dove is used in the scriptures, even in relation to the Holy Spirit. But he didn't say that. He said, I bore you on eagle's wings. So when it comes to warfare and deliverance, there are wisdom strategies that God employs in delivering his people That can be seen in the manner in which the eagle will fight and get the victory. Fight and stay alive. (laughs) will hunt and not die, but hunt and live. Amen. I'll give you a quick example so it makes it easier to follow this.
0: Picture this, picture an eagle Swooping down,
1: you know, hunting for food, right? Swooping down, for example, to snatch
0: fish out of water. And they do that. Uh, eagles will generally make their nest around
1: in rocks, huge trees, tall trees, and in high places but places that are often near water so that
0: they can hunt for food Right, they can hunt for fish what they'll do is
1: they'll perch up on the tree or on the rock and with just eagle vision perfect vision just absolutely wonderful
0: vision. Z- Zoom down, zero in on the target, and swiftly swoop down and use their talons to grab the fish out of the water, then fly off safely to wherever they're going to dine. Now, as, as they're doing this, if the eagle makes the mistake of having its wings
1: dip into the water and unfortunately just go down into the water and it gets soggy and heavy,
0: the eagle will not be able to take flight and so will drown. So when the eagle is swooping down to catch this fish,
1: it makes sure that the environment that its prey is in, in this case is water, that environment does not attach itself to its wings. The wings, that would be what powers it to get out of the environment to see it. What that teaches us in warfare is this. As we are living our lives, some challenge comes. Say you're fasting and praying, or maybe you're not even fasting, you're just praying, that's fine.
0: Confessing the word, declaring the word. Talking to the Lord about it decreeing things, spending time praying in the spirit. These are all spiritual weapons that we're using to hunt, if you would, to overcome the enemy. But as we're doing it, we have to make sure that we keep
1: ourselves as the book of Jude, Jude is only one chapter, says keep yourselves unspotted from the world. That is, don't let the world dirty your clothing.
0: Keep it unspotted. Keep yourselves unspotted. No spot. That reminds me of Ephesians 5. In Ephesians 5, We are, let's go there. Let's go
1: uh, to Ephesians 5. I'm coming back to Exodus. Let's go to Ephesians 5. 26 and
0: 27. Ephesians 5. This is Bible study, so it's okay to turn here and then. Let
1: scripture interpret scripture. So in Ephesians 5, 26 and 27 says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. So the word of God washes us, cleanses us, right? So if there's filth, spiritual filth, the word of God will wash us. Verse 27, Ephesians 5:27, that he might present it to himself a glorious church. So when there's filth and we've not been washed, we don't shine as much as we can. The Bible says, Rise and shine, for your light is come, and the glory of God is risen upon you. The more glorious we are, the less spots there are in our lives. Let's read Ephesians 5, 27. That he may present it to himself, a glorious church. Please read the next part yourself.
0: I want you to look at it. Not having what? Spot. Or wrinkle. Or any such thing. But that it should be holy
1: and without blemish. You see this? So, in this world, as we are walking in this world, we have already been bathed by the blood of Jesus. However, we need our feet washed when our feet get dirty as we're walking this walk in this world. You know that, right? I'm not going to turn to it, but you know the example. Remember when Jesus. Was going to wash the disciples' feet. And Peter said, No, Lord. You know, it's in John 13. You can read it later. Peter said, Lord, you know, I mean, you're my Lord. You know, this, this job is the, the job not only of a servant, it's the lowest servant who does this job of washing the feet of guests, visitors, when they come to somebody's house. So that that was in their culture. Uh, And so Peter said to Jesus, I'm not going to let you wash my feet. And Jesus said something interesting. Jesus said to Peter, if I don't wash you, you have no part with me. And Peter said, Lord, well, then don't wash my feet only. I mean, basically just wash me, my head from head to toe. And Jesus says something interesting. Jesus said, the person who has had a bath does not need a bath right away. If after having the bath, let's say he steps outside and his feet gets dirty. He just has to wash his feet. I mean, you just have a bath, your feet get dirty. In that, within the hour, you don't need to have a second bath. Jesus says, He that has been washed clean, that is, born again, does not need to be born again, again,
0: even if he sins, happens to sin. His bath, the main bath, is intact.
1: The born again does not go away. However, when some sin comes into his life, that spot, that little spot in the clothing has to be washed out. That wrinkle has to be ironed out. So the heat of the spirit will be applied to that part of the person's life to remove the wrinkle
0: or any blemish. I hope you get that. All right. So back to the ego now. Go back to the ego. So you are the ego. You swoop down on
1: the enemy. You're casting out demons. You're doing God's work. You're living your Christian life. Then the enemy begins to bring the things of the world into your life, all right? Remember, the eagle goes into the water and just uses the feet, the talons, to grab the fish. It It makes sure that the wings that will help you take flight again does not, you'll get drenched, does not get into the environment. So you want to make sure that you are in the world, but you are not of the world. If you allow what will help you to mount up with
0: wings, to take flight, if you allow that part of you, your spirit,
1: there's favor for the Lord, your love for the Lord, your zeal for the Lord, your passion for the things of God, your prayer life. If you allow all that to get doused with water and you get heavy and overloaded by the cares of this world or or whatever Satan is bringing from your environment to make your wings heavy, you cannot take flight. And that will kill the eagle. Got to bear that in mind. So how that relates to us is make sure that the word of the Lord is washing the spots in your life. You're born again, always born again. Amen. You not lose that. But
0: when you, the ego, you find that you are becoming heavy
1: and what will you need to help you take flight is now overloaded with weights. Whatever the weights may be, you need to drop it. This is why Paul said that he said, for instance, he said, all things are lawful for me, but not everything is expedient. That is even another level of spiritual growth. There Paul was not even talking about sins. He's talking about things that are good. But he's saying, so when I look at all the things that are good that I, I can avail myself with, I find this. This, that, and the other may not help me at this time to accomplish my, my goal. It is not expedient for me, so I will let it go. There are some things that are sense obvious. You put the sin
0: aside. But there are other things that are not sins. But there may be weights that hinder you from winning the race. You know? I mean, nobody does this. But just for
1: uh, purposes of explanation, if you're running a 100-meter race against Hussein Bolt, just mention Hussein Bolt because everybody knows him. He's obviously retired everybody knows it. So you run against the same boat or, or, or people of that
0: caliber. They are already the best and you're going to carry weights. If you know the authorities and those you know, who are in charge of the race, supervising
1: and all that, they don't care if you want to carry weights to run 100 meter race. They don't care. It will slow you down. It's not against the rules to run a 100-meter race carrying weights. It's not against the rules. But it will slow you down. And you will not win the race. You will not win a gold medal. Where do we see this in Scripture? We see this in Hebrews 12.
0: We engage in a race. Just as we engage in spiritual warfare. And there are some things that are weights in life. The spirit of the
1: Lord will prompt you, let you know what is a weight. Just like instinctively, the eagle knows, as it's using the talons to grab the fish. It just knows. And it's just calculating, working all of that. It says, make sure your, your wings don't get in the water. It knows that. If, if eagles know this, animals know this, how much more we who are born again, who have the spirit of God, resided in us we should know this there's a time God lamented he said even the stork knows it's time but my people have not, don't know my ways they don't know me let's be like Moses who knew God's ways in fact even better let's be people of the New Testament who have the spirit of God living in us who have a better covenant than that of Moses. Our covenant is a lot more glorious, amen, than the old covenant. So if under the old covenant, Moses knew God's ways and knew what to do, just like the eagle instinctively knows, don't dip your wings in the water. Please, don't dip your wings that help you to take flight in the environment in
0: which you are and let the world swallow you up. Things that will bring temptations. Fears
1: within, fears without doubt, depression, you know, disappointment, regret. You can't move forward and be successful in your Christian work and your ministry and your life your business your life if you're going to live with regrets you have to let it go and move on amen eagle that god's given us as an example knows that sometimes eagles get into fight over their catch they literally get into a fight they catch something and other birds will come to fight
0: the eagle for the catch. And the eagle will fight back. But there are times that the eagle realizes that there are too many birds
1: that have come against it by itself. So it will let that catch go, let them have the food and save its life. They are not there to kill it at that time. They are there to get the food from the eagle. So if it just lets
0: it go, it'll keep its life and live to hunt again another time. I know
1: with a lot of teachings, with, with the faith teachings,
0: uh, what I'm saying sounds contrary, but we're learning about wisdom. you have to learn these things in your walk with Christ. Again,
1: we're using the ego, right? Most of the time when eagles are hunting for for their food, they do it alone
0: by themselves. And when other birds come to attack them, the birds come in groups, And I've noticed this, you know, being in ministry for (laughs) decades now, that people who walk alone without spiritual help from other spiritual partners tend to become vulnerable to satanic attacks
1: and sometimes just end up either quitting the ministry quit what God called them to do. They
0: even backslide. Jesus sent his disciples out to in pairs.
1: When the disciples were beating for preaching about the name of Jesus, in Acts chapter four, verse 23, It says they went back to their own company. Need to have a praying company, a company that prays, a company that's in the word. Be in a word church. Be with the people who, when you are in trouble, will pray. They are not looking for what it is you did wrong. They are not looking to gossip. They want to pray and stop the morrowing demonic forces that have come to steal, kill, and destroy. Let me tell you something about again the ego about the eagle letting go <laughs> what it caught
0: just just let it go to save its life let it go so, Pastor give me give me uh, give me a scripture
1: example you know I don't have time to get into all of this. I'll give you scriptures, but obviously I can't get into all of it. But I'll give you two, two quick examples. Here. Do you remember Jesus? Jesus, our Lord himself, uh, was not accepted in his own hometown. Remember that, right? Did he stay there, try to convince them? No, he left. I'm talking about Jesus. He left Nazareth. We call him Jesus of Nazareth, right? He probably should have called him Jesus of Capernaum because Jesus'
0: ministry was not based in Nazareth. Of course, he was raised up in Nazareth. But as far as salvation, we are not interested in
1: the first 30 years of Jesus' life. We're interested in the the 33, the three excuse me, the last three years of his life culminating in his death and resurrection, his ministry. Culminating in his death and resurrection. He was raised in Nazareth. That didn't do anything for me. It was his death and resurrection. He starts his ministry. He's baptized by John the Baptist. Let me see what time I have. Okay. He's baptized by John the Baptist in the River Jordan led by the spirit into the wilderness. 40 days, 40 nights. He's there with a wild beast. The Bible tells us he's praying to God, fellowshipping with his father so that he'll mount up with wings as the eagle. He's preparing for warfare to engage the devil, come out and start his public ministry. So he has to deal He has to mount up with wings as he, as an eagle. And in order to do that, spending 40 days, 40 nights seeking God. You get it? This is what Jesus was doing. Isaiah 40, verse 31. Let's look at what Jesus did. This is, look at his strategy, warfare strategy. To live before you start your ministry before you start that business, you're a Christian, before you start that marriage, if you just get all giddy and excited, you never fast and pray about their relationship, about their marriage.
0: It's not a good thing. We're talking about victory. You know, that means there's warfare and you have to defeat Pharaoh.
1: Especially if you come from a background where there's been a lot of challenge in marriage. That is for, for people who desire to get married or to have children. There's been a lot of warfare. You're not the kind who can just be all just party party giddy giddy. You no, know. you have to do some fasting and prayer and deal with
0: the evil spirits that have been attacking you and people, people in your family. Right? In that area of warfare, you have to defeat them. Praise the Lord.
1: And as I'm on that subject, let me add one more thing. So I talked about marriage. Doing warfare to enter marriage, if you desire marriage. Then for children, doing warfare to have children. That is for those who know historically that their family has had warfare. Sarah had warfare in having children. Then she had Isaac. <laughs> Isaac gets married to Rebecca. And Rebecca
0: has warfare, she can't get conceived. Yeah. And eventually she gets a breakthrough.
1: Then Jacob gets married, and Rachel can't conceive. Man, <laughs> you have to break through. All uh, right. Watch this. I see By the way, they all got the victory, of course. You know, Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they all got the victory. All right. Isaiah 4, verse 31. Please stay up She says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, back again to the eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So Jesus is going to start his public ministry. He does not want to start and lose gas. See? He doesn't want to start and lose his zeal, lose his motivation, get burnt out, get depressed and
0: quit the ministry. It happens. It happens. It happens to all of us, almost all of us. Wonder whether... It's even
1: worth it, should I continue. You come to those times. As I said, Jesus was rejected in his hometown and he left. Paul, happened to Paul also. The Jews rejected him and he said, from now we go to the Gentiles. This is all biblical. You you can't stay in that place and die. You have to live. The eagle sometimes we
0: leave its food for the crows so that it will live. Amen. All right. I hope I've helped you. All right. Jesus Christ as his ministry once he's baptized by John the Baptist
1: He goes into the wilderness. He's led by the spirit of God into the wilderness. Fasting and praying to who? To God. So he's waiting on the Lord to do what? To mount up with wings as the eagle. You see that? To get built up spiritually. So once he starts running, he keeps on till he wins the race. So you have to prepare spiritually, prepare in Bible college training, Bible study, prayer, seasons apart by yourself before you start that ministry. Ministry is not, you print, you know, you go online, you print whatever, and you publish, I'm starting this. That is not how you
0: start a ministry. It's a spiritual thing. You have to start spiritually. So Jesus does all this,
1: And he's there, the Bible says, with a wild beast. So he seeks God. He feeds the enemy in the spirit realm over the 40-day period. Deals with the enemy. And announces to him, "There's going to be a change. As a new sheriff now. And even exercises superiority over the wild beast. The Bible says he was there with the wild beast. They didn't didn't eat him up. They didn't devour him. Wow. Amazing, huh? So he he shows his superiority even over the beast. Obviously, when he died, he showed his superiority over death because he was raised from the dead. He showed his superiority over principalities and powers, over the devil, each part of creation, Jesus exercise dominion over each part. Anyway, after 40 days, 40 nights, according to Luke chapter 4, Jesus comes to Nazareth, and he takes the book, the scroll of Isaiah. He starts to read. And the people immediately sense the anointing of God upon him. Jesus says,
0: yes. Your look tells me you know the time has come. Jesus says, yes, I am the Messiah and
1: the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and I've brought you good tidings. And he says all these gracious things which they themselves confessed to, attested to, witnessed to, and said gracious words proceed out of his mouth. Ladies and gentlemen, right after saying that he's anointed, gracious words out of his mouth, the people flipped. The next moment, they flipped and said, by wait a minute, he's Jacob's, he's, he's Joseph's son. He's a carpenter's son. One moment, they are in the spirit, loving the things of God. And, and the next moment, they flip. Satan just whispers something to them and they turn against Christ
0: in their heart and in their mind. You know, That's like you being in a
1: service. You are blessed. You're so high in the spirit. And then you allow one thing that happens in the service to take you out of the spirit, make you so angry that you just get up and walk out. And you don't even
0: realize there's warfare from the devil. Get you out. You know, it happens. Haven't you ever wondered about
1: this? How that you yourself have ex- may have experienced this in life, being so good to somebody, being a blessing to them. I mean, you just been, they, they've told you, everybody knows this. And then you just miss it just once. And just because of that one time, they forget all the good you did to them. You know, often that's how we are in church, Christians. We do that to the Lord. We do that to our ministers. We do that to our brothers and sisters in Christ. We do that even in our families. But when we go to work and they mistreat us, we take it.
0: (laughs) You know, instead of
1: forgiving those who have always been there for us, who have always loved us, and supported us they are human so they missed it one time let it go already i mean imagine this god is moving you're enjoying the service and then you know a child is distracting you and the mother is not you know or the parents are not cautioning the child or in your opinion they are not disputing the child or whatever they just get mad you take your bag in a half and you leave i've seen people do this and and I'm
0: like, wow, you just lost you lost your place in the spirit. So, you have to make
1: sure your spirit is strong enough so that you don't give up in the day of adversity, in the day of temptation. Because when the word of God is sown, the enemy comes immediately to try to steal the word. Don't let, don't be evicted, Don't let him steal from you. Amen. I hope you caught it. All right, let me finish this thing about the eagle. You know, there there are two, two main birds, groups of birds that bother the
0: eagle. When the eagle gets his blessing, gets it's food. Crows and ravens. And though eagles are bigger, than crows, the crows are able to bother the eagle, simply because eagles often hunt alone. But crows don't come to steal
1: the the eagle's food alone. They come in
0: a group, Lots of them. And they would just dive and
1: hit the eagle, and another will come from the other end and hit it, you know, trying to get it to lose its grip on his on food. So they would just dive and bump into it, you know, and just harass it, basically just harass you so you give up. Doesn't sound like the devil. Satan will harass you till you give up, especially when you're just about to get your breakthrough. So let me encourage you with this. Whatever God has given to you is yours and nobody will take it away from you. You will fulfill your purpose. You fulfill your destiny. There are bumps in the road. There are curves in the road. It's not a straight line. <clears throat> You know, but you will make it. Sometimes, as you on your journey, you're driving, you have to stop to refill your 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 fuel, refill the car. In life, sometimes somebody's car gets a flat tire. You don't stop driving. You check the tire. You continue driving. The fact that you had a flat tire doesn't
0: mean you throw the car away. No. Don't give up. Continue. Adapt. Readjust, change course, but continue.
1: Jesus was rejected in Nazareth. He moved his ministry headquarters to Capernaum, to Galilee, where a lot of Gentiles lived. So he could touch both Jews and Gentiles, fulfilling the scriptures. Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness, To them, great light
0: has sprung up. Amen. So we've looked at the the eagle. So the two two
1: birds that bother it the most are crows and ravens. And sometimes the crows are successful at stealing from the eagle because they come in their numbers. Do you know what a group of crows are called? I was shocked. I didn't know this. But as I studied, I came across it. A group of crows, they're called murder. You know, like to kill. Murder. Murder. To kill somebody. A group of crows. That's like if you have sheep. A lot of sheep. They're called A flock.
0: A group of crows, they're called a murder. It's mind blowing. And ravens, when they fight
1: an ego, a group of ravens, they are called a
0: conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. Sometimes they are called an unkindness. They are unkind, they are mean. So the two Groups of birds that bother the
1: eagle the most, crows and ravens. And they come in groups.
0: Crows are called murder. And ravens, the group is called a conspiracy.
1: This shows basically what Satan does. According to John 10:10, 10, 10, Jesus says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan wants to murder. Or kill your vision, kill your dream, kill your ministry, kill your marriage, kill your social life, kill your your business, kill your joy. And even attacks human life. But I prophesy into your life tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus that you will live and not die. I speak to you, live. You remember Ezekiel 16, the Lord says, when I pass by you and you are polluted in your blood, I said to you, live, live, and you lived. The Lord says, say to the righteous, it shall be well with them. That is Isaiah chapter 3, verse 10. And so I say to you, it shall be well with you. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus comes that you may have life and life more abundantly. Amen. Maybe you hit a bump in the road, but you will not be murdered. I rebuke the crows that have come against you to murder you. I rebuke those spirits. I rebuke those defiant spirits in the name of Jesus. Now, the strategy the eagle adopts at this point when it's engaged in warfare with these crows, it does not at that point when They have come as a murder group to murder it or murder whatever it has, kill whatever it has, or kill its own life, take its own life. The eagle does not fight back. What the eagle does is it turns to who the eagle is, what the eagle is. Be yourself. Be you and do you. You are born a gay believer.
0: You are a child of God. He that is joined to the spirit of the Lord is one spirit. First
1: Corinthians six seventeen says, He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Hook in to the Holy Spirit. Lord, what do I do at this time? What do I do? What weapon should I use? The blood, the name, praying in the spirit, worshiping you, praising God, lift up a sharp. What do I do? Like God, one case God says, Walk around Jericho for six days. But on the seventh day, when you walk, then you shout together. He gave that strategy. Another time he said, when you go against the army, let the musicians be in the front. front, Let them praise God. And when they praise God, let them say these words. Praise the Lord for his good and his his mercy and just forever. He even gave them the exact words to say. So sometimes you have to do this. Pray and say, Spirit of God, what do I do? That's what the eagle does. It does not fight the crow's back. it begins to rise and check the wind currents and, and begins to glide. It's the bird that glides, it rises higher and higher, just gliding with wind, wind currents. And that's what that saying is that you have to know the wind of the spirit. And go with the wind of the Spirit, which is what I was telling you. Begin to pray, Lord, what do I do? Which way do I turn? All right, for those of you who are serious, I give you scriptures to refer to. In Acts 16, Paul is on a journey, ministry journey. He does not know what to do. Tries to go this way, the Spirit says no. Tries to go that way, the Spirit says no. And he waits and he says, okay, all right, what do we do? Which way do we go? And as he's waiting in a waiting pattern. And that's what you do. You pray in the spirit. Learn those waiting patterns where you're just praying in the spirit. Just pray in the spirit, waiting. I'm not saying you're taking authority. I'm not saying you're commanding. That's a different thing. You don't know what to do. So you just pray in the spirit. Just worship and pray pray in the spirit. And listening. Then the spirit will drop into your spirit what to do. The moment it drops into your spirit, what to do, you move with God. Did you catch that? Amen.
0: Let me just give you the reference for those of you who would like to study it. Acts 16. I'm just going to quickly read it and move on. You can study it a little more later on on your own. Acts 16, verse 6 to verse 10. So let's start, Acts 16, verse 6. They went through the region of Phrygia Phrygia and Galatia. Acts 16, verse 6. All right, yeah, for those of us on Zoom, it's
1: up on the screen. And when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, So look at the two places, Phrygia, region of Galatia. Holy Spirit says, no, 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 no. I don't want you to preach the word here in Asia. Verse seven, after they were come to Mysia, they attempted to go to Bithynia, but the spirit did not allow them. Let's go to verse eight. We'll go up to verse 10. Verse eight, and they passing by Mysia came down to Troas. Verse nine. And a vision, Acts 16, verse 9, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. But look at verse 10. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia. Everybody notice. Assuredly, read that part, assuredly what? Gathering that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel unto them. Now we are sure, we, we bring this together and we know now this is where the Lord wants us to go. Look at all, all the steps, the processes they went through. We want to go here. It starts, Bithynia. It starts with uh, Phrygia, regions of Galatia, God says in Asia, Mycia, Bithynia, all that. And then they travel somewhere. They are just in a in a waiting, holding parking, waiting. Then a vision comes and they have direction. May God's word be a lamp unto your feet, a light unto your path. The light is for your direction. Amen. The lamp is for guidance each step of the way. Amen. As the eagle instinctively knows. You will also know by the spirit. You just know within your spirit. When you don't know, the Lord says, if you lack wisdom, ask me. So you pray and you ask the Lord. Remember the waiting pattern of of praying in the spirit. That's not when you are praying attacking. No, that is when it's just gentle. You just pray, Lord, I worship you. I bless you. I magnify you. La mori and deri perhamus. Lady Bahans. Oh, blessed be your name. Malori and Bakuri. And you're just worshiping. It can be 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, voila, whatever. And some will come. The direction will come. I pray you caught that. We're learning wisdom lessons. Amen. So the eagle takes flight. And flies to a level where the crows cannot come. And that's what you got to learn to do. All right? Make the battle a spiritual battle, keep it a spiritual battle. Rise to a place where demons cannot come. The crows just can't come that high. Amen. We have a name that is above every name, the word of God that is above every word. Wisdom of God that is higher than satanic wisdom that comes to nothing. The moment you have that wisdom of God, you start operating in it.
0: You'll be so much higher in the spirit. cannot get there. Amen. All right. Let's go back to Exodus chapter 19. Exodus 19, please. And verse 4. So
1: God says, you have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, how I bore you on eagles'
0: wings and brought you unto myself. All right. So the Lord says, he bore them on eagles' wings, carried them on eagles' wings, and brought them unto himself. This is what you want to do. When you're dealing with the Egyptians, when you're dealing with
1: warfare, when you're dealing with the enemy, when you're dealing with anything, where you need to get your victory, you need to come unto God. It says, I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you unto myself. I didn't carry you just anywhere, I brought you to me. You have to come to the word. Amen. You have to come to the word. It's amazing. Let let me show you this. In in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established. Let's go to Revelation 12. And we see another warfare in Revelation 12,
0: where the Lord delivers his people and he brings them to himself. And the, the deliverance is also He says, I'll carry you like an eagle.
1: Please give us Revelation Revelation, uh, 12
0: and verse 13. 13. We'll do 13 and
1: 14, but let's do 13. Revelation 12, 13. And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman who brought forth a man-child, a dragon, that's the devil. And he's here now in the earth. Verse 14, and to the woman were given two wings of what? A great eagle. So in this Bible study, for the second time, you have seen that when there's warfare, God uses the eagle to deliver you from Pharaoh. To deliver you from Egypt, to deliver you from the world, to deliver you from the devil. This is, I, I gave to the woman We're given two wings of a great eagle, that she may fly into the wilderness, into her place where she's provided for. She's nourished for a time and times and a half a time from the face of the serpent. Look at the deliverance from the serpent. As I've prayed for you, God has given you deliverance. Also, God has given you certain insights that, or wisdom strategies, which when you execute, you employ in your life, you will get breakthroughs.
0: Uh Thank you, Lord. I almost forgot this. When we're looking at the progression of
1: warfare, certain types of warfare in some families, and I gave you examples of Abraham's wife, Sarah, had warfare having children. Isaac's wife, Rebecca, had warfare.
0: Jacob's wife, Rachel. Leah didn't have a problem, but Rachel did. And eventually ended up having two children.
1: Biological children. But there's one more thing as I was preparing, the Lord put in my spirit, which somebody needs. I, I forgot it.
0: And the Lord's Spirit has brought it back. So before we end, you need to, to catch on to this. Now,
1: it, it may not, for, for others, it may not be about a child or about marriage or about you know, but it may be something else. So just apply it. All right. Now, So where there's been warfare, like Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, warfare with having children, where if you've had a background like that, when God gives you a breakthrough and you conceive, as they say in America, we are pregnant. You know, you and your husband are pregnant. I don't know how that man is, but anyway. Don't put it on social media. Don't. You already have warfare in your background. I know some of you be like, Pastor, don't walk in fear. I'm not afraid. Why do you want unnecessary warfare?
0: Why do you want exposure to something that must be kept private? Do you remember John the Baptist's mother? Right? Elizabeth. Zachariah's
1: wife, when she got pregnant, you know how long she hid herself? Five months. She made sure that no mouth was going to be speaking about this. Yes. Yes. Please, please, please. If you have been struggling to get this business off the ground and God sent you an angel investor, please don't put it on the social media for everybody to see it. Or don't just pick up the phone and call that friend who doesn't like you and tell them, oh, I just got the money for the baby." I know you're excited, but that doesn't mean you have to tell everybody. You know, go to your room and shout it out. Shout your excitement out. Get it out of your system. Find another way. Amen. I hope I've helped you. Some of you get pregnant. And the moment you find out, the next day, everybody knows. You don't need to tell everybody. You are pregnant for two minutes, and the whole world knows. You know? Don't do that. That sickness, be delivered from it. In Jesus' name. Uh, Somebody needed this, and I forgot it But the Spirit of God. You know, he works with us, so he's brought it
0: to me. To help you. Amen. All right, all right. Now, let me
1: give you, uh, let's go to Proverbs. Proverbs 30 and verse 17. Proverbs 30 and verse 17. I've already mentioned this in the teaching, but didn't give you that. Reference. So thank you, Proverbs
0: 30. It's, it's on the screen for those on Zoom. Uh, Wait a minute. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Uh, The eye that mocks at his father
1: and this the spices to obey his mother. The ravens of the valley shall pick it out and the young eagles shall eat it. Okay, this part has, it goes back to, um,
0: it goes back to things that we have to do to protect ourselves. Where there have, there's been warfare that you are aware of in families. You have to make sure that the enemy does not get you to
1: turn against the source of a blessing. You know, I, I've given examples like tonight. You know, uh, I, for example, I talked about how I, I use you as an example. I said, remember when say, you have been a blessing to somebody. You've done good to them. And you just missed it one time and they forgot about all that. This sometimes happens in families, happens in churches. I gave an example of you're in the spirit, you're in church, you're in the spirit, you're enjoying, God's blessing you, and you get distracted by a child that the parents are not correcting or that, and you just take your bag and you walk out. I mean, really, you are that impatient. You let a little child, the enemy, use that to rob you. All right. So over here, what he's saying is this. We have to learn to honor. Give honor to whom honor is due. You know, in this context, obviously it's honor your father and mother. As God says, so your days may be long on this earth. So you may prosper, it may go well with you. you. know, Some people just turn against the source of their blessing. You know, you can't bite the hand that is feeding you. You can't kick against the pricks
0: and not expect to be hurt. So, your your father's blessing is good. Even if you are Bill Gates, your father is alive.
1: It's good to get his blessing. I, I just hope I'm helping somebody.
0: If these are things you have to learn, little ways that you have to learn. Otherwise, the blessing turns into a curse. You get, you get attacked needlessly, and, and you don't need it. All right.
1: One more. Just bear with me. Uh, let me see. Oh. Time is up, but just two more, two more scriptures. We're in Proverbs. Uh, let's see. Give us, uh, give you Psalms and Proverbs, and then we'll pray. Go to verse uh, eighteen. Let's keep
0: going. Proverbs thirty, verse eighteen. Please, next verse. So after that, we'll do 19. It says, there are, three, there are three things that are wonderful for me. Four, which I know not. 19. Verse 19. The way of an eagle in the air. Is what? Is wonderful.
1: From verse 18, he's talking about things that are wonderful, just marvelous, beautiful, spectacular, just, just, just beautiful, you know, exquisite. And one of it, it, says, the way of an
0: eagle in the air. A flying eagle is just beautiful. <laughs> you might not
1: like the next one, but the way of a serpent upon a rock you know, gliding and sliding, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea and the way of a man with a maid, like, you know, two people are courting, you know, courtship. All right. So it gives you these examples, but I went there to show you Proverbs 30, verse 19, the way of an eagle in the air. It's absolutely wonderful. I want just to focus on that, the way. So notice it talks about the way of an eagle in the air, but that which is significant about the eagle in the air, let's fly, is that the eagle is not using its own effort flapping its wings,
0: no. The eagle tunes into the way of the wind.
1: The air currents. And just glides. Now, the wind there for us refers to the Holy Spirit. So you are the eagle. The wind is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is moving. And we have to know and sense the move of the Spirit and move with him. You get that. The Bible says holy men of God wrote as they were moved, as they were carried. As they were born along by the Spirit. Amen. The more you are in the Word, the more you are in prayer, and you praise God, you worship Him, the more your spirit gets fine tuned. So it's easier for your spirit to pick up on the things of God. It's easier for you to hear God because all the static gets removed because you spend time in the Word. Your spirit bears witness to the things of God. The things of the spirit of God checks with your spirit. You check things with with the spirit of God. And and it's just it's seamless, it flows. Doesn't the Bible say test the spirits? How do you test? Check it, check it out with your spirit. You can tell when that your spirit feels grieved. You know, it's like there's a lot of noise. And it disturbs you. You know it. You sense, this is not right. This is not a business deal I should enter. This is not company. I I should not accept this offer. Or looking to buy a home. I enter this home and my spirit is disturbed. It's nice. It has all the features I want, but my spirit is disturbed. That's the way of the spirit and it's beautiful the way of the ego if the eagle knows instinctively should we not know should as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the children of god children of god have the spirit of god in them and he leads us i close with this and we will pray psalms psalm 103 the two verses there we're going to look at. Psalm 103, we'll look at verse 7, I believe. And then we'll go back to verse 5. You know, we're doing 7 first before we do 5. Psalm 103, mm-hmm. verse 7. God made known his ways unto Moses
0: and his acts unto the children of Israel. Moses knew God's ways.
1: What helped Moses to, for him to get to know God's ways? The same thing Jesus did. Remember, we saw in Luke 4, Jesus went to the wilderness to talk to God, 40 days, 40 nights. Moses did the same thing. Moses went up to the mountain, 40 days, 40 nights, talking to God. So he knew God's ways. You make yourself a friend of God. You know, when you have a best friend, you know their ways. You know, sometimes they look at you you know what they think. you know what they're about to say, and you can start smiling to yourself because something's happening and you know what your friend is thinking just by looking at them. Imagine that. Walk with God in his word, in prayer, in singing, praising, thanking God so much that your spirit is so fine to you that you know his ways. Just like what we read about the eagle. The eagle knows his ways, the ways of the wind. And he can rise with the wind of the spirit and go high in the spirit to the place where crows can no longer get. They can't come that high. Because when they get to that altitude that the eagle can go to and still breathe and be all right, they can get there. They'll die, so they'll drop off. May the enemy drop off. And may your victory manifest in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Then we pray, finally, verse 5. Psalm 103, verse 5. I wanted to read that so I can pray for you. Psalm 103, verse 5. It says, God satisfies our mouth with good things so that our
0: youth is renewed
1: like the eagle. This is an area where we have a lot of warfare. Now, as a people, in fact, as a world, the coronavirus is warring against us. People are tired. People are fed up. Some are afraid. Some are being sick. And so on and so forth. I want us to pray that we'll be renewed. May your youth be renewed. Sometimes you go through things and you feel old. You just, you're just tired and old. You're sluggish and slow. We don't need that. We need the vibrancy of youth. Your mind just has to be alive. You know, be excited. You have to be excited about life. I'm telling you the coronavirus and things like what you go through a lot of problems. Sometimes you just, the way you down. You're slow, you're sluggish, you're just old. You're a young person, but you're just old. Emotionally old, mentally old, you're no longer excited, and vibrant, you know. The eagle doesn't do that. The eagle waits and mounts up. Why? Because in the waiting place, when the eagle finds that part of the feather, the feather is old,
0: it will pluck it off. It will pluck it off. Another time, I'll teach you about balance. But let me mention quickly that when the eagle plucks off a
1: feather from, say, the left side, it somehow instinctively knows to pluck off a corresponding feather on the
0: right wing so that it will be balanced in flight. Yes. It, God created it to be
1: balanced. So it does not, when it goes through multi, transformation, renewal, change, it does not pluck off an old feather from the left side and leave the right side with more feathers than the left side. No, it doesn't do that. It just knows instinctively that it has there has to be balance. So, what's plucked off the left side, the opposite side also, the right side, in this case, also correspondingly has to be plucked off. So, it's balanced. Another time we'll let it. And I just wanted to bring this into so that we'll be ready for prayer. Because God satisfies our mouth with good things. To do what? To renew our youth. Like the eagles. He could have said, just to renew your youth, but he said, It's like the eagles. So it wants to take your mind back to how the eagle renews itself. What the eagle does to transform, renew itself in its waiting period, is that it goes through molting. It plucks off the old feathers, not all the feathers, because it has to be able to fly, to, to hunt, to eat. So it just uses the beak to pluck off you know, like part of the feather that's like old or sick or sickly, Infirm. So that, take the weakness out so it does not grow in the body. So pluck it off. And then pluck the corresponding side. So that's all. That's for balance. Now we want to pray in the name of Jesus. That the Lord will renew our youth but I pray for you that you'll fill you with good things he says open your mouth wide and I'll fill you may he satisfy your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed." Lord I thank you for what you taught us today and I pray you know your people spirit of God you know what each one needs I pray that you drop into their spirit. Fill their mouth with the exact thing, the appropriate thing that they need to rejuvenate them, to renew them, to revive them, rekindle their faith in the name of Jesus, and they are hoping you, and they are trusting you. In the name of Jesus, whatever weakness, infirmity there is, let it be plucked out in the name of the Lord Jesus. Anything that has attached itself to anyone that will try to grow and murder, destroy that person. I rebuke those crows. I curse every life germ of disease to die in Jesus' name. And I pray for life, life. May God give you life. May you breathe in life. The spirit of God, the spirit of life enter you, revive you in Jesus' name, rejuvenate you, renew you, and cause you to rise. Rise up, rise up. Army of God, rise up. Valley of dry bones, live, rise up in the name of Jesus. The Lord touch you. The Lord touch you. The Lord touch you. The Lord heal you. He physically heal you. In your soul, emotionally, mentally heal you. I commend you to God. And to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you your inheritance among the saints in light, in Jesus' name. May the very God of peace sanctify you completely, entirely. Your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved from hurt, from harm. You mount up with wings as the mighty eagle. Walk in victory. Come to the place God has appointed for you. Come out of Egypt. Come out of bondage. Come out with wealth. Come out with health, come out with strength, come out with vitality, with dignity, with dignity. Lift your head up, square up your shoulders, be bold, be strong, receive the life and the power of God. In the matchless name of King Jesus. By the faith of God, I call it that. I pronounce you blessed in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. The blessing of the Lord be you now at your house. In Jesus' name. God, teach, God's people said, amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I enjoyed sharing with you. I took some of your time, but I'm sure we had a good night. So have a good night. God bless you. And some other time, I'll teach you about balance. All right? Be blessed. God bless. Amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you, Florida. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, Brother Keith. Amen. You can log us off, do what you do. I appreciate you all. God bless.